Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the Dueling Club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dueling Club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. Sorry, I got the shivers and emotional because I, the end of time part two. Yes. I don't want to go. Oh, don't know. That was a Doctor Who thing, but this is a Harry Potter podcast, and we promised you in our last episode that today we would actually talk about Harry Potter. We're going to do it. If we are. So, how are you? Okay. Uh, so, living in, in the new house has been great, and I've decided, well, we've decided separately and together that... Um, and by we, I mean the fiance, we've decided that we're going to take time to do the things that we love doing that we haven't really prioritized in the past few months because of house hunting and, you know, personal things happening. Um, so like I told you earlier this week, I spent a couple of hours on a few days just reading and, you know, um, playing on my tablet and, reading on my tablet and trying to get things organized so that I could do the things I like to do, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that when you're a kid or when you're younger, all of that is a lot easier. You can figure out ways to make it happen practically without even thinking about it. Like it just happens. But as an adult with competing priorities, the things that you like to do get moved lower on the list a lot of the time. So we don't have children. We don't, we, you know, we're going to do the things we love. I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I also think that that's a failing of being an adult is thinking that your responsibilities outweigh your happiness. No, don't Obviously. get me wrong. We're not unhappy. No, 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 no. I know, but I'm saying that, like you said, people move the things they like to do, which make them happy further down their list because they have responsibilities that take precedence, right? Yeah. I also think that you need to weigh the things that bring you happiness more. Like, they have to have more weight to them. Um, I think that's something that adults don't do enough until they Agreed. realize that they're unhappy. Not that you got to that point, but I'm saying in general that adults do that they, they, they get to the point where they're like, I am genuinely unhappy. What do I do to fix this? And that's because they don't weigh their happiness as being important enough until they get to a breaking point. Yes. So to avoid getting to that breaking point. Because I noticed that we weren't doing the things we like to do as often as we would want to, mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to tell him that this is what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it. And then we had a conversation about it because he wanted to do the same thing. So, like, I came here to hang out with mom and you and, and whatever because I missed you guys and I wanted to. And he's hanging out with his brother and he's probably going to play video games and they're probably just going to chill because it's something that he likes. And why the heck not? So, again, do the things you like to do. And you know what we like to do. We like to talk about Harry Potter. True. It's what we do. It's what we do. Oh, and since we moved... I found the, the paintings we made from the paint and sip that was also the Harry Potter trivia. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put those up. I'm either going to put up both of the paintings we made or the picture of us holding our paintings. Mm -hmm. And he can put up the ones that we made. Like, we're going to figure it out in our offices slash guest rooms. It's really sick. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about the really funny thing that's happening to uh, streaming services in Harry Potter? What's happening? So... Is it really funny, like, haha, or funny, interesting? Ha. Uh -huh. Okay. So, do you remember the school theme for Harry Potter, right? Um, like, like, the school theme for Hogwarts, rather. Like, the song. Yeah, the Hoggy, Hoggy. Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, yeah. teach us something, please. Yes. Uh, okay. 
you remember how it was a deleted scene? And I think it was for movie three. Yes. So that wasn't in the theatrical release. So no one who casually watched Harry Potter, which is still a valid fan. Yes. People who casually watched the movies, they weren't aware of that. But the streaming service version of Harry Potter isn't the theatrical release. It's actually something in between the theatrical release and the director's cut. I've told you it's different. Yes. Okay. And so the version that people are watching on streaming services has scenes that they've never seen. And they're going straight to social media like, oh my God, I've never seen this. Is Was that there in the beginning? Was, was that always there? Was that always there? I don't understand. And that's the one that... Are the is- streaming services causing Harry Potter Mandela effects? Yes. <sighs> and so people are losing their minds over the Hogwarts school theme from movie three. Being in the actual movie now. Well, I called you while I was watching because mm-hmm. the week of Halloween, I have to watch all the Harry Potter movies, right? Because you know, it's more of a Christmas thing, but okay. It, well, for me, it's both. It's like it's it's movie. got a it's got a Halloweeny theme to it, and it's got a Christmassy theme to it as well. It has magic, doesn't mean it's a hollow. It's a Halloween no, theme. because the troll and the dungeon on Halloween. That was a Halloween feast. And because it's got dark themes to it, so it feels appropriate for Halloween. Anyway. That I'll give you more credence on. Yes. So, I was watching the first one. I was watching uh, Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you are. And I was watching the movie, and I... In the version that I was watching on Peacock, because that's the only place where you can watch them streaming right now, they had Neville hop hop literally hop into the great hall because Malfoy had um done the uh leg binding curse on him and Ron said you know you really have to stand up for yourself that scene wasn't in the theatrical release Mm -hmm. and I had to call you and be like wait a second this wasn't in the theatrical release. So it seems like they have deleted scenes or unshown scenes in the ones streaming on Peacock. And you're like, yeah, they do. I was like, awesome. And then I noticed all the other stuff Mm -hmm. that wasn't previously released in the versions that I watched. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's so cool. There's actually a lot of them in the first movie. A lot. Yes. But that was the big one that stuck out to me because I always thought to myself... In the theatrical release, when they're trying to go to get the Sorcerer's Stone, Ron says something like, this is not what I meant when I said you have to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And it kind of felt always felt like it was out of nowhere in the movie because there was no reference to this previously. So the streaming got it right where they showed the first initial reference to then harken back to it later on mm-hmm. so I was like well done yeah there's so let me ask people who've seen the first movie um if you've seen the theatrical release do you remember the scene where Aunt Petunia is opening up eggs or she has the egg carton and she cracks one and a letter comes out of it like one of the Hogwarts letters for Harry that wasn't in the theatrical release no, when, when it came out, but it's in the streaming service ones. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's just a lot of scenes that get randomly thrown in when they, when they go live on streaming services, and it's cool, but it's like that wasn't when I, that, that wasn't when I saw it. That wasn't even in the freaking. I have the the enhanced uh, the DVD yeah. of the first movie that had like three discs. I actually brought it upstairs. I think it's behind us over there right now. Or the Batman statues, if you remember that statue. Before. Yes, I remember. Oh, I yes. Yeah. Yes, I had to turn around. That's why I didn't. I sounded far away. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, that wasn't in that either. No, and Which, I by like the way, it. Can we talk about very quickly? Then we'll talk yes. about uh, Access of Fun. I miss when DVD menus had little hidden things in them. Me too. There were so much. They were almost like a little game. Yeah. And they just got rid of. Ah, dude, come on. 
Yeah. I'm frustrated. Why? Because there shouldn't be a thing. Why, why, yeah. can't, why, why don't we expect more effort out of, out of big companies and corporations? Because they won't do it. But they used to. Yeah, but we accept the stopped. bare minimum now. Yes, like, I don't. I, I don't. I do not. Sorry for the the crunching. It's a bag with cookies in it. I'm, it's cookies. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> He's I like, don't. I'm sorry. It's cookies. I have to have cookies. Yeah, cookies are delicious. I don't accept Cookie. the bare minimum. Though. I don't. I don't. As you eat a cookie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I agree. It would be nice to get more. However, we're not going to get into that conversation because then we'll go down the rabbit hole and we'll end up having another hour long conversation where we just talk about everything and anything that isn't Harry Potter. Yeah, like Kanye West. That was the weirdest one. I know. And Taylor and Swifties. <laughs> he just doesn't like the name. That's all. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But what he does like is when you like, follow, and subscribe. True. Yeah. It Facebook, helps. Podbean. It, it it does. If you want to help Al sleep at night, you should totally like, follow, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. So we are in season six, episode five, I believe, because you know bonus episodes don't count in the regular count. And we are going to, yes, it is. And we are going to talk about Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 5, An Excess of Phlegm. But let's do a recap real quick of what's happened so far. Um, Dumbledore picked up Harry. Harry didn't believe Dumbledore was going to pick him up. Dumbledore ripped the Dursleys a new one and said, you were supposed to treat him well. You didn't. You were supposed to take care of him. You really didn't. Um, and he just needs to come back one more time before he turns 17 and comes of age. And then the magic that I used will work and still protect him. We'll okay, con- thanks, we'll bye. We'll continue to work. Yeah, we'll continue to work. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh, and just a heads up, Voldemort's back. You know, the guy who killed Lily and James. Like, he's back and is is bad. But we're going to go now. Yeah. Bye. And then they took Harry to go pick up Horace, uh, Horace Slughorn. Who used to, who we found out used to be the head of Slytherin House. And, and likes to. And has been a professor before. And has been a professor before. And likes to kind of collect people. He basically likes to have people he thinks really. are, yeah, are going to be connections in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they... Flew off or apparated off. Well, they convinced Horace to re- return to his post. Well, and it was more that it was just because Harry was there, and it's Harry Potter. I mean, and he Harry, would love Harry's to. The most like, collectible. Basically. Yeah, and I mean, he did collect Harry's mom. Hmm? And she made who was, who was his favorite Muggleborn. And no, he's not racist, by the way. He he xd not bro, please. He has a Muggleborn friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. That's that's my favorite thing. Anyway, so here we are. <laughs> he's just so closeted racist, and we're just like, no, no, he's not. He, he's okay. He likes them. Yeah, no. Why? Why do you have to differentiate them, bro? Yeah. So. I'm forced to. Oh, you can pick the things towards me. I appreciate you immensely. You are both fantastic and beautiful. Carry on. Thank you. So, arriving at the borough, uh, Dumbledore and Harry are met by Mrs. Weasley. And she's like... I'm not Dumbledore. Huh? Or does not meet them, right? Dumbledore, Dumbledore is there. No, he's there. He is, he is, he is. He is okay. He is, he is. So, she's like, who's there? Declare yourself. And it's... <laughs> I love it. It is I, Dumbledore, bringing Harry. <laughs> All right, Mr. Dramatic. Um, but he, yeah. She's the drama queen. That's fine. But yeah, he's there. She opens the door up. She's super excited to see uh, Harry. She's like, oh, we weren't expecting you until morning. Because it's like 1.30 in the morning. It's the <laughs> middle of the night. Mm-hmm. 
And Dumbledore's like, oh, yeah, that's because um, we were able to convince Slughorn to come back. And of course, it's all Harry's doing. And then Dumbledore's like, oh, Nymphadora. And Harry's like, hey, Tonks, what's up? (laughs) We all know she hates being called Nymphadora. But Dumbledore is Dumbledore. And no one's going to correct him. True. Right? So he sees Tonks there. And her usually vibrant pink hair is now a mousy brown. And he notices that... Harry notices that... She's sad. Yes. She looks a little bit down in comparison to the way she's usually looked. Um, And Tonks... Mrs. Weasley says you should stay and Dumbledore says oh yeah definitely don't leave on my account and she's like no 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 I gotta go and um interestingly enough it happens right after he hears that um and she gets invited to dinner over the weekend she declines interestingly enough after she hears that Lupin and Mad-Eye Moody are gonna be there Mm -hmm. so she leaves Dumbledore is like, yeah, I got to go too. I got some stuff to do. And uh, he leaves. And of course, Mrs. Weasley is like, hey, let me feed you. Are you hungry? I'm sure you are. Because last year and the year before, they were starving you. Yeah, but then also asked Harry about Slughorn. Because uh, Slughorn taught her. Well, sort of at the same time. She made a delicious onion soup. I had to point that out because I'm thinking like she made a French onion soup. Oh my god. Could you imagine? And she's she's totally that kind of mom who uses all the magic. So in the book it's like the pot magically gets lifted up off of the off of the stove and starts pouring and the the soup bowl magically happens to arrive under it at the perfect time. Of course, Molly has figured that out. Practiced. Yeah. And the bread cut itself. Imagine how much how good it must be though. All the caramelized onions, all the right. stuff. Oh my god, I'm ready. I want some French onion soup now. <laughs> oh, speaking of ran, random aside, yes. two seconds. On Kitchen Nightmares, there was one restaurant mm-hmm. that put, when they didn't have enough, they didn't think that there was enough onion in their French onion soup. Oh, they, they put, put raw, raw onions. onions. Dude, get out. I, I would be complaining. I'd burn the place down. Like, I don't know, dude. No shot. Who does that? Who <laughs> does that? Ugh. <laughs> and and the worst part is that it was, it was raw white onion. No. The most oniony onion you could use. I love it. No, no. That's red onion. No, no. Red onion is a little more subdued. It's not as sharp as white onion. No, we're not even going to go there. It's like anyway. Having, it's like having green bell peppers. No, thank you. Anyway, um, Slughorn started teaching at a roughly the same time as Dumbledore. And Mrs. Weasley was taught by him, but didn't like him too much because she was aware of his whole collecting thing. All those students. And he never really tried to collect Arthur. Arthur, which like. Yeah. Um, That's her man. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it also makes sense because Arthur wasn't ambitious in a way that other people were. Like, he just was really into muggles and muggle stuff. So why would Slughorn want to collect him, you know? Which, again, then gives you the whole feeling that he's just kind of subtly racist. Yes. Yes, I did just try to touch screen your computer. No! My computer is normal. <laughs> Whatever. <Not> touchy feeling. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then she goes to explain that Mr. Weasley did just fine. That he recently um, got became, a promotion. Yeah, to appointed uh, as the head of the new office of detection and confiscation of counterfeit defensive spells and protective objects. So not only is the promotion good for their finances, but he's also got ten people that report to him. I got a question. Yes. Did he? I think it's mentioned in the book. Actually, mm. it's mentioned in this chapter or a later chapter, maybe. Which one? My idea right now. Okay. 
that he received his promotion because of his closeness to Harry. I don't think it's mentioned in this chapter because I listened to this chapter today okay. as I was driving over here. Um, but it he was given the promotion because of his fondness for muggles, essentially. And it could very well be because he knows Harry, you know. Um, the minister trying to get in Harry's good side. Yeah, especially from, from what we found out that he was trying to get Harry to do stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's writing to Dumbledore to get Harry to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, poor Mr. Weasley has been super busy. Um, and he, so as as the head of the Office of Detection and Confiscation of Counterfeit Defensive Spells and Protective Objects. That's a long department title, okay? (laughs) I just have to read that. Um, Basically, because you know who, because good old Voldy is back, um, basically there's... Let's be real. They're like war profiteers. They're trying to capitalize on fear. And people are, you know, creating talismans that are supposed to protect you from the dark arts and... But really give you a, a magical rash. Yeah, and creams that are supposed to stop you from being um, imperious, but really it's just a fancy lotion with some boober tuber pus in it. Yeah. Like, it's not anything that's really going to do anything... However, that's what they're they're trying well, to people do. People buy into it because they're scared. Yeah. And in the chapter, she's like, "Yeah, it's mostly being sold by people like Mundungus Fletcher." Oh, freaking Mundungus! Freaking Mundungus! So while they're waiting, Mister Weasley arrives home, but he won't come in until they do something like go through this process that is approved that is not just approved but like espoused by the ministry that you should ask your loved ones when they come home questions that only they would know the answer to to make sure that they aren't like somebody who's who's polyjuice potioned into them or that they've been imperious in some way imperious wouldn't help because the thing is is that they still have that knowledge yes so you just Tell them the answer. They, tell them the correct answer. Boom, done. Yeah. So it's like ask the question, and he says to her, "Ask the question." He's tired, but you have to ask. And she's like, "Okay, what is your dearest ambition?" And he says, "To find out how airplanes stay up." And then he holds the door closed, even though she tries to and- open it. And he's like, "Nope, I have to ask you the question now." And she's like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, yes. And he says, what is? What do you like me to call you when we're alone together? And mind you, Harry's sitting in the <laughs> kitchen at the burrow listening. And he's like, let me clang this spoon against the bowl so that it sounds like I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And she whispers Molly in a mortified Wolves. way. Molly Wolves. He's that's, like, that's actually so cute. He's like. Correct. Now you can let me in. Do you know why that's super cute? Yeah. Do you know what the collie wobbles are? What are the collie wobbles? So it's a super duper old, like, uh, I don't know what to call it exactly. Turn of phrase, I guess. Expression. That's the one. Thank you. Expression. That basically means you have, like, <laughs> the rumblies in your tummy. So that that's what that means. That, that, he, sh- that she gives him butterflies. That's a, see? That's why That's it's so adorable. cute. Okay. I just have to throw this out there. Yes. So I was watching a TikTok early this morning where someone was like, um, I forgot what this word was, so I called it this. And that's what it made me think of when you just said that. Mm-hmm. Where the person was like, I forgot what cheerleaders are called and I called them uh, glitter something or another 
I don't remember, but I was like, that is awesome. And I want to to say that all the time. And I remember reading once a long time ago where somebody mm-hmm. was like, this person who was a foreigner who didn't know the language kept trying to ask for utensils, but called them food weapons. Yes. So every once in a while, when I forget a word for something, I think, you know what? I'm just going to call f- utensils food weapons from now on. Do you know what? Um, uh, it was something similar. The person uh, didn't remember what uh, I think it was roosters were called. Or no, it was, it was, it was a, a goose. Uh-huh. What would geese are called? And called them hissing chickens. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense because we all know what it is. So back to Molly Wobbles, uh, which is super cute. Anyway, super cute. Um, um, but what we didn't know, what we didn't talk about, is how Molly knew that he was coming home anyway. Because we all know she has her super awesome clock, the clock that says everybody's names and where they are, and his said that he was at work. Um, well, and she, there's she a, there's generally a, knows his schedule to talk about it. Yes. So she generally knows, but she still has the clock and she's looking at it. Oh, doesn't she carry the clock around with her now? She's now been carrying it around with her. It's it's perched awkwardly on top of a pile of sheets mm-hmm. in the washing basket at the end of the table. Um, but anyway, uh, Mr. Weezy tries to talk about what his job is. Hold on now. a second. Before ah. he's home... Before he even leaves work, like, it's not even on work anymore. He's at work, but it's not even on work anymore. Every single one of its nine hands are now pointing at mortal peril. Yeah. And she says, it's been like that for a while, ever since you know who came back in the open. Which, if you think about it, makes perfect sense. Because although they are purebloods, although the Weasleys are purebloods, they are what the wizarding community, not well, the blood. not so great wizarding community, calls blood traitors, because they don't care about the purity of their blood. Yeah, they think magical beings are magical beings and cool. You're awesome because you know magic. Yay! But you're not above anyone else because you can do magic. Yes. So it makes perfect sense that all nine of the hands are in mortal peril. And then it moves to traveling when he's on his way back home from work. Okay. So when Mr. Weasley arrives home from work. Um, he tries to talk to Harry about, you know, the the dealings of his job. Yeah. And, and Harry he, actually genuinely is interested because it is an interesting topic. He actually talks about these amulets mm-hmm. that he just found that are supposed to defend against dark spells and um no metamorphosis that's what it was it was metamorphosis necklaces that if you put it on it's supposed to help you change into one of a hundred different things Mm -hmm. or different appearances and harry's like does it actually work and he's like no it turns you this horrible color Mm -hmm. it turns you this horrible shade of orange yeah but uh, <clears throat> Harry is actually interested, but when he attempts uh, to when, stifle when he Leon, att- yeah, yeah. But when he attempts to stifle Leon, uh, Mrs. Weasley sends him to bed in the twins' vacant room. They're now living in a little apartment over their Diagon Alley shop. Yeah, and she's like, you know, we're all here. Hermione's here too. She's been. She got here earlier today. But again, since we didn't know you were coming now, we thought you were coming in the morning. Everybody's sleeping. You go to bed. Goodbye. Yes. And she actually says, when she finds out about the metamorphosis necklaces that don't work. The metamorph metals. Yes, that's what it is. Um, She's like, that sounds like something that could be right up Fred and George's alley. And he's like, no, no, no. Mr. Weasley's like, no, no, no. Yes, they like to play pranks and jokes and stuff. But they know not to mess with someone's safety. Yeah. So, no, they are not involved in this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And Molly's like, oh, that's good. You know, they're doing really well. <laughs> they're rich. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the next morning, Harry's awakened by Ron and Hermione, who are concerned about his well-being after the battle at the Ministry. But they won't talk about it. Like, Hermione's just looking at him like he's about to burst into tears or tell them something incredible at any moment. And Ron is just like, what's up? I mean, they just don't want to bring up Sirius. Yeah. And I mean, they end up doing it anyway later, but they, they, they don't ha- want I mean, to. Yeah. You can only skirt around the subject so much. Yes. So, um, Harry tells them... About so, Horace. Yes. But it's kind of like a, hey, mom said that you came with Dumbledore. What happened? And he's like, oh, we went to go get a, convince a professor to come back to, come back to Hogwarts. Oh, that's oh, all? Who, oh, okay, what's cool. What's his name? Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, he used to be head of Slytherin House. And Ron's like, mm, okay. And they're like, yeah, well, since Professor Umbridge is no longer there, they're going to have to fill that position. And Ron's like, okay, makes sense. Yeah. And then doesn't Ron, I swear, I could be wrong here, but doesn't Ron say like, oh, how long do you think they're going to last or something? No, he doesn't say it. That's just my brain then. Yes. Good. Maybe you thought that. I did. Yes. Okay. Definitely when I was younger, I thought that. So, and then Ginny comes into the room and she's complaining about her she keeps referencing her and And hermione's like what did she do when harry assumes that they're talking about mrs weasley but then Ginny rolls her eyes and hermione talks crap and he's like that's rude and even ron sticks up for her and is like hey that's not okay Mm um how how does he say it he says Oh, you know what I got confused for? When um It's a it's a it's a spoiler that I don't really need to bring up right now. No, let's not. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to find it cuz it's it's her what she done now. It's the way she talks to me. You'd think I was about 3. I know. She's so full of herself. And Ron angrily says, can't you two lay off her for five seconds? Oh, that's right. Defend her, snapped Ginny. We all know you can't get enough of her. And that's when Harry's like, that's something weird to say about someone's mom. (laughs) Who are you talking about? He doesn't even get the whole sentence out. He says, who are you? And the bedroom door opens and (laughs) So remember in the movie um, when Ron pulls up the blanket over his chest? Like, oh, hell. like modesty. Um, Harry does it this time. And he's like, <laughs> I love it. And who walks in? But Fleur de la Cour. Fleur de la Cour. Enters with his breakfast tray and Mrs. Weasley in her wake. And Mrs. Weasley's like, I was going to bring that up. You didn't have to. And she's like, no, but it is Eddie. And I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eddie. How are you? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Fleur says she and Bill Weasley are marrying next summer and heads back downstairs. So she basically says, uh, I started working at Gringotts part time. To help learn English. To help with my English. And that's when I met Bill. And we're in love. And he didn't want me just hanging out in in that part of London and Diagon Alley by myself. So here I am at the borough. It's fantastic. And you remember my sister Gabrielle. She loves you and it's all she can talk about is meeting you. And But she won't meet you until next year when we get married because you know she's in France with my family. Whatever. Mm. And Jenny's like Bleh. and Hermione's like Bleh. and Molly's like goodness gracious. So she leaves and everyone's like, oh, that's weird. Um, and Molly's like, well, no, it makes sense. The same thing happened last time that Voldemort came back. Everybody was rushing to get married. To get married, yeah. 
because they didn't know what the future held. And Jenny was like, like you and dad, didn't you get married during that time? And she's like, no, but it's different. We were meant to be. And it's like, yeah, okay. So Mrs. Weasley goes downstairs and um, Jenny keeps referring to Fleur as Flem and Mrs. Weasley leaves and is like, hey, you need to come well, downstairs. Calls her Flem and Mrs. Weasley doesn't approve of that. Yes. She's like, stop calling her that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Harry and Hermione think it's hilarious. Yes. I think it's funny too. Um, when Mrs. Weasley departs, Ron, clearly still embarrassed in Flora's presence, uh, confides that his harking used to... Er, by her presence, she'd already left. Yes. Um, confines his harking used to having floor around when she jumps out like that. Uh, Ron, Jenny, Hermione agree that Mrs. Weasley is unlikely to get Bill interested in talks, Tonks rather than Floor. Tonks has been depressed since her cousin, Sirius Black, had died. So the, uh, see, eventually the conversation gets there. Yep. So the conversation starts with, ugh, Flem is so annoying. Uh, you know, mom has been inviting Tonks over a lot to try to convince Tonks to be with, with Bill. Or to convince Bill to be with Tonks instead of Flem. I mean, Fleur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, and Ron is like, who's going to pick Tonks over Fleur if Fleur is there? Like, come on. Which is mean. Which is mean, but he's doing the, the guy thing. He's yes. like... Tonks is all is pretty and all, but but like why would Fleur you is a, is part Vila when the yeah when the, 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 the supercar is right there yeah I don't know why the Ferrari the Porsche there it is the, the Ferrari okay or Lambo Lamborghini yeah that one um and it's like well what do they have in common well Bill's a, a curse breaker for Gringotts so he likes. A little bit of intrigue and a little bit of craziness, and there's Fleur. Yeah, but uh, and Jenny's uh, like, I would prefer Tonks a million times over, and that's when they talk about Tonks not being the same as she was, and Hermione's like, Well, what do you think is going to happen? Her cousin just died, and Ron is like, Well, it's not like they were close anyway. He was in Azkaban for half her life, and before that, their families didn't really interact. So, like, what up? And Hermione's like, that's not the point. She feels like it's her fault. And Harry, who's been doing a good job at not being in the conversation by stuffing his face with the food from the tray, um, is like, how does she figure that? And Hermione's like, well, she was the one battling Bellatrix. And she feels like if she had done a better job, Bellatrix wouldn't have been able to hurt Sirius. I mean, kind of stands to reason, to be honest. Yeah, but again, Bellatrix would have done anything she wanted anyway, because she she was gonna kill him anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, because in her head, her cousin wasn't actually her cousin. Was well, someone who stood in her way. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it. But because of all this, like, emotional turmoil that she's in, mm-hmm. she's lost her ability as a metamorphomagus. I did not mention it. I was going to. Well, there you go. And Harry was like, I didn't know that could happen. And Ron and Hermione are both like, oh, yeah, it's tied in your emotions. And she hasn't been able to change into any of those goofy faces she used to. Her pink hair, she can't really change that anymore either. It's just this mousy brown. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, crap. Okay. Um, after Ginny leaves because Mrs. Weasley's like come down and help me yes. make lunch and she's like she just doesn't want to be alone with Fleur yes Ron tells Harry uh, that the family and Percy remain estranged despite Voldemort's return because Harry asks Ron mm-hmm. and Ron says no he, he hasn't and Hermione says well remember what Dumbledore said Dumbledore said it's easier to forgive someone for being wrong than it is to forgive someone for being right. Yep. And Ron is like, of course Dumbledore said that. That sounds exactly like something crazy <laughs> Dumbledore would say. Yep. And it makes sense. 
it is easier to, like in my own personal life, it's always been easier for me to forgive. If I think about it, it's always been easier for me to let something go when the person was wrong than to admit that I was wrong mm-hmm. and that they were right. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah. It's human nature or wizard nature as in this case. Because they're also humans, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The conversation goes back towards Dumbledore. And uh, Ron and Hermione are amazed that Dumbledore wants to give Harry private lessons. Um, and when he's talking about the private lessons, that's when he decides to tell them about the prophecy. Because Dumbledore told him to tell them. That he should confide in them. Yeah, they're his friends. They're his closest friends. Please confide in them. Don't be alone like you were last year, Harry. I mean, Dumbledore didn't say all that, but he meant it. Yes. So he reveals the prophecy to them and he's like, hey, by the way, you know the prophecy that that they were trying to get? I know what it is. I know what it is. And this is what it is. Because it was told to Dumbledore and Dumbledore told it to me. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. The prophet, the daily prophet has it right. Turns out I'm going to be the one who has to kill Voldemort. Yeah. One of us has to die, basically. Yeah. And he says... He actually says that. He says, and if I read it, he says, I think I might have gone too far. He says, um, the prophet's got it right. The glass ball that smashed. It looks like I'm the one who's got to finish off Voldemort. At least it said, neither of us could live while the other one survives. And Hermione is so, I don't know, taken aback by it or surprised by it that she's holding what looks like a telescope in her hand and she squeezes it. And when she squeezes it, it punches her in the face. (laughs) Because, of course, you know, they're in Fred and George's room and it looks kind of like it's a stock room at this point. Like they have random stock from their store in there. And she had grabbed the telescope to look at it. And Ron was like, don't you go playing with that. And she didn't play with it, but she was, you know, stressed out and squeezed it and it punched her in the face. So now she's got a big old black eye. Um... And Harry's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, uh, but this did, I, I accidentally squeezed it. And Ron's like, don't worry, my mom's really good at fixing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, yeah, I always kind of realized, I always kind of figured that it was going to have to be that way. Yeah. I mean, his first year in the match, back to the magical world, and he's already facing Voldemort. Like, it's almost, it's it's faded. It's faded to be. And he, he recognized that even as an 11-year-old. That's why he asked Dumbledore, does Voldemort have other means of return, basically, in a yeah. less eloquent way? And Dumbledore's like, yes, of course he does. Yeah. And then... And at, at some point, he's going to succeed, basically, was the, 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 the roundabout way that Voldemort said. Yeah, and you're going to have to do the thing. Yes, so Again, the, that's why I'm so confused by Dumbledore holding withholding so much information from Harry. Harry already recognizes as an 11 year old that I, Voldemort is always going to be on my path. Yes, and you know at that point Ron is like, well, then it's a good thing he's going to give you private lessons. He's got to have some, some crazy powerful spells. Yeah, to defend and he's got to have faith in your abilities mm-hmm. because if you're the the answer to the question who's going to stop Voldemort he's going to have to help you get ready for that yep. so yay and then he's like oh yeah um, Hermione's like well at least you know what one of your lessons is going to be we haven't heard anything and Harry's like oh yeah Dumbledore mentioned that we should be getting our, our owls, owls today. today now you tell me and she rushes out yes 
So they go downstairs. Also, it's it's noted that Harry's actually super pleased that though they it's revealed that he's gonna have to face Voldemort, they don't shirk away from him or, or, or like their yeah. friendship basically. Their friendship is the same. Yes. Yeah. So they go downstairs. Hermione is like, um, M- Mrs. Weasley, have any owls come in? And she's like, no, honey. If any owls had come in, I would have seen them. You're fine. And she's like, it's not even 9 a.m. yet. Like, give it a second. And she's like, oh, no, but I know I messed up on ancient runes. And I'm sure that I messed up on my defense against the dark arts. And this is terrible. I'm going to kill everything. Yeah. And he's like, Ron's like, you're going to get 11 owls. Let's be real. No, I'm not. I messed up everything. And Harry's like, well, what happens if you fail everything? Or what happens if you fail? And Hermione's like, oh, I asked McGonagall just in case because I knew I messed up. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you have to basically talk to your head of house and decide what your next steps are. Yeah. Um. So right then, Hermione's like, look. And she points at these three dots in the sky that are coming bigger. closer and closer. Yeah. And it's their owls. It's three owls carrying the results of their owls. The owls are that, carrying the owls. That was a sentence that you said. I know, I know. Their OWL results are being carried by owls. Their owls are being car- carried by owls. Um, and each person obviously grabs their... their yeah, Harry's their is in the middle. Scores. So he grabs his. Um, and it, the first thing it says is past grades are... O, outstanding. E, exceeds expectations. A, acceptable. Fail grades are P for poor, D for dreadful, and T, T for, for troll. troll. <laughs> okay. So it says, Harry James Potter has achieved in astronomy, A for acceptable. Mm-hmm. Care of magical creatures, E for exceeds expectations. Charms, E for exceeds expectations. Defense against the dark arts, O for outstanding. Let's go! Yes. Divination, P for poor. Expected. Herbology, E for exceeds expectations. History of magic, D for dreadful. Potions, E exceeds expectations. Transfigurations, E exceeds expectations. So let's be real. He got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, where he passed. Yeah. And he says, just like you said, where he got a P for poor in divinations. Expected. Expected. He actually says that. He's like, totally got, totally understood that. He's like, I knew I was going to fail divination. And he's like, I knew there was no chance of passing history of magic, given that he collapsed halfway through the examination. Mm-hmm. But he's like, and I know I got a, an outstanding at defense against the dark arts because I produced my Patronus. So, baby. Come on. Come on. I did the thing. That's what happens. Well, Dumbledore's army also definitely helps sharpen that, you know. Yeah. And Ron is looking delighted at his. And he's like, oh, I only failed divination in history of magic. And who cares about them? <laughs> <laughs> Here, swap. And he swaps with Harry. And... Same thing for Ron. He doesn't have any outstandings, but he gets about he gets seven owls. Um, seven passes, seven acceptable scores mm-hmm. in his seven owls. Seven passing scores. Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And Ginny tentatively says, "Hermione." Um, and and how did you do? Hermione's like, "I." Not bad. And Ron's like, yeah, okay. Yep. Nine outstandings and one exceeds expectations. Um, wait, no, that's not right. I thought she got... I she got, got 13, 10. She got 13 now. No, she got 11. Okay. She got 11. In the, in the book here, it says nine and one, but it's actually 10 outstandings and one exceeds expectations. Um... And the exceed expectations is in defense against the dark arts. And he's like, you're actually disappointed, aren't you? And she's like, she shook her head, but Harry laughed. 
because they knew they knew her and they're like yeah we're all nude students now mom are there any more sausages (laughs) (laughs) very wrong yes and mrs weasley is like woohoo you got seven owls that's great that's more than fred and george combined which they're not stupid they're not stupid they have a joke shop and they've created all of the magic that goes in those jokes they just didn't care about the academic pursuits Nope. They didn't. So, just to read the last paragraph, or the last two. Harry looked back down at his results. They were as good as he could have hoped for. He felt just one tiny twinge of regret. This was the end of his ambition to become an Auror. He had not secured the required potions grade. He had known all along that he wouldn't, but he still felt a sinking in his stomach as he looked again at that small black E. It was odd, really, seeing that it had been a Death Eater in disguise who had first told Harry he would make a good Auror, but somehow the idea had taken hold of him and he couldn't really think of anything else he would like to be. Moreover, it had seemed the right destiny for him since he had heard the prophecy a few weeks ago. Neither can live while the other survives. Wouldn't he be living up to the prophecy and giving himself the best chance of survival if he joined those highly trained wizards whose job it was to find and kill Voldemort? I mean, it seems like that that would be his destiny, but unfortunately he didn't get the grade that he needed. I think she like that's such a I don't know a killer of a disappointment. Yeah. So I mean that's that. That's that. That's what what's happening right now in the wizarding world. Excess of phlegm. Ugh, phlegm. Phlegm. Um, I wonder what's like. I want to see more interactions. I want to see more interactions, and I want them to go to school. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that happens in the next chapter, so I won't say it. Okay. All right, everyone. I guess that's it. That's where we are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good day. Yes. Okay, we got to go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.